I'm Flynn, I think. Shrya! Oma. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Previously, you all had ventured deep into the Bartok Rise, a series of mountains that held within it a temple to the old gods, where you all and a companion named Seeker filled these uh, necklaces with holy water that would protect you guys from any sort of magical detection. After you guys parted ways with Seeker, you guys decided to head back down the mountain and head over to the capital where Alma's friend is being held. As you guys begin uh, your journey to come down the mountain um, you guys came across a cyclops and his pet mountain goats um, that trampled you guys beat you over the head with clubs and eventually were defeated after a wild magic surge from Ulma uh, made a uh, a fog cloud appear you guys uh, defeated your enemies and began walking down the mountain uh, to continue your journey, but you guys came across where this cyclops seemed to be setting up camp. Uh, a large stone chair with a massive fishing rod that had caught Ulma by the leg, um, a campfire ready to go, and a post that was holding these two pet mountain goats. So, as you guys are in this little area of respite within the forest, what would you all like to do? What, um, what time is it? Um, it is probably approaching the afternoon, 2.33. Oh. Well, I'm down to take a break here, but we still got a lot of day left to travel. Maybe we should take advantage of that. Uh. Hi, there. If we run into any... But are we going to find a stable enough place to be? I don't know. If we wanted to run into any trouble, we could just try and avoid it. I mean, I'm kind of spent in, in some ways, but I could get... I don't know, if I feel like if I rest a little bit, I'll be okay. How long do you need? Like an hour or so. Just chill. I could right. use a minute to write in my book, too. That thing was crazy. <laughs> I've never seen anything like it. Yeah. 20 feet tall. <laughs> One eye. Weird. I don't know. I think I would need way more than an hour. I'm so tired. Well, if we rest for longer than that, then we'll want to just stay the night and maybe leave first light of day tomorrow. I am feeling similarly exhausted, and after a beast like that... Uh, and DM, would I have ever seen a Cyclops in any of my travels before, or is, would this have been my first encounter? Um, this would have definitely been your closest encounter, um, but living up in mountains up north, you would have definitely heard of them, maybe seen from a distance. I'd never wanted to get that close, but I guess you do things and put yourself in harm's way for the people you care about. That's really nice. Never heard of them. No one, I mean, I've never heard of anything like this. This, this contraption, a gesture to the sort of like fishing rod scenario. 
kind of inventive, really. Are we their fishies? <laughs> I, I guess so. I think we might have been. I've never been fished myself. I never want to fish again. Don't worry, Alma. They caught you. They probably would have thrown you back. Waited for you to grow up. <laughs> I'm grown. I think you might get a wee bit bigger. No, I'm as big as I'm ever going to be. So what's it going to be? Uh, should we just uh, set up camp? I guess. If you guys want to. Everyone in favor? But only if we leave, like, right, right, right away in the morning. Right. Uh, crack it on. Make the yes. most out of our trip. All right. I think that's probably wisest at this, at this rate. And I will begin to set uh, my bedroll out, despite the, the strange trappings of this camp. Okay. Does it look, if you look around, does it look like there are multiple chairs? Like maybe more will come back? No, you just see the one chair at the moment. Um, while they're setting up, I'll hop off the horse and just, with my hands still tied behind my back, I'll just start walking around the camp and just kind of look around. Do I notice anything else other than oversized things and um, a trap? You notice everything that was in your vision. And as you walk out a little bit, looking at the tree line, um, you do see um, rope that stretches from tree to tree to tree to tree, sort of making a fence around this area, mm. um, sort of keeping it roped off. Okay. I'll I walk back to the group. I would like to uh, druidcraft myself a hammock in between the two posts that uh, were the, like, stability slash uh, kept the goats tethered, yeah, if I can. Yeah, for sure. Um, and just like you had before, you sort of reached down into the earth. And um, these posts were actually made from, like, smaller trees. Um, so you actually tap into sort of the what's left of the living portion of these plants um, and craft a hammock in between the two. Ah, oh, this will be great for later. I, I want to go over to the fire and um, look at what's cooking on it. Um, nothing at the moment. Um, it looks like it, it was set up um, to have something cooked over it, but nothing is currently cooking. Oh. I thought there was some, like, animal... Oh, yes. I'm sorry. Next to it, um, there is a little pouch with some cooked meat into it, but nothing is currently over the fire. Oh, I see. Can we tell what, what's in the pouch? Is it humanoid? Um, <laughs> is make it a medicine check for me. Oh, oh God. Uh, ten. A ten. Um, there's a bit of rabbit in there, a bit of deer... Um, a bit of half elf, and uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna think <clears throat> since they fish for people like me, maybe I don't want to eat what they eat. Oh, uh, some of this is you know, animal uh, flesh, rabbit. No, thank you. I well, don't want it to go to waste, so. I'll, I'll sort of pick out the rabbit and the animal from the half elf <laughs> as I sort of just but like. But they were touching. <laughs> Waste not, want not, Alma. 
I'm pecking thought here. Besides, if nobody eats this, then what was the point of its death? What, you say that about the half-elf too? Well, I'm not going to eat the half-elf, obviously, Alma. Waste not, one not. All right. Should we bury them? Uh, I have something else in mind. What? Hi. We'll be giving okay. them their dues. Um, do you need any help setting up camp? Uh, is the meat cooked, actually, DM? Yeah, all of the meat in the pouch is cooked. Ugh. Jeez. Ugh. Uh, I mean, does anyone want this? No. I will give it a try. I'll try just about anything. <laughs> not, I'm not giving you the half-elf try. <laughs> no, well, I, I don't even know what a half-elf would taste like. That, that does seem repulsive to me, though. I mean... There, uh, it probably wouldn't taste that much different, but uh, the point being, I, I don't know what, what you eat, uh, but uh, you're welcome to this rabbit if you want. Otherwise, I'm going to burn it all. So, take what you want. And I'm going to help myself to grab it with my beak, throw it up, and then catch it. I am <laughs> um, grossed out. <laughs> well, uh, Shrya's gulping down a rabbit, I'll walk up to Kelly. Hey, um, I know that I have to have my wrists tied, but I really want to write down some stuff about that Cyclop, so if we run into one again, we'll be prepared. Do you think I could do that? What? Why are you asking me? Because I can't untie oh, my right. hands. Uh, you can tie them right back when I'm done writing in my book. Who wanted to tie your hands? I did, so but I want to write down some. For permission to, to tie well, I didn't know we, we were gonna write. It's up fine. Your hands. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, untie it. I don't want to cut the rope because we need cool. it. But right, and then just I'll come back when I'm done, and I'll kind of post up next to a tree, and uh, I'll just write down. I'll grab my bestiary and write down stuff about a cyclop, if I can, and also ghosts um, from the last encounter. I can as well, and I'll just spend an hour or two writing down about ghosts and, and cyclops. Uh, and as he does that, I will set about um, uh, toll of the deading uh, these remains of, of the animals as well, whatever wasn't taken. Uh, uh, given it, given a nod to Olma as I do, and just uh, burning all of these things uh, and dismissing them to the Argent Plains. Thanks, Kalik. Uh, you're right, Olma. Why should uh, anything be valued higher than another? Um, can I forage a little bit, like just close by? Yeah, for sure. Um, make a survival check for me. Oh, terrible. Uh, that's a five. <clears throat> um, you find a couple berries on a bush that are close by. They look really tasty. <laughs> I gonna pick a few. Okay. Bring them back. Hey, do you think we can eat these? Can I tell if they are poisonous? <laughs> um, make a nature check. Okay. Natural one. <laughs> Natural one. <laughs> um, no, they're not. <laughs> they look really good. I'll, I'll eat a berry. They look kind of like blueberries. Okay, well, you eat a berry. 
Not poisonous? Okay, I'll eat one too. Okay, you eat a berry. As far as I can tell, Alma. Uh, and I'll make some peanut butter jelly sandwiches with my pretty stale bread at this point. <laughs> <laughs> Am I uh, able to get some information written down in the books? Um, yes, you are able to uh, get... For ghosts for and Cyclops. ghosts and Cyclops, you are able to add them to your book. Yay! Okay, cool. All right. Um, I'm eating a couple of berries with my mash. I'm all done, so... Tie me up. Honestly, Flynn, I think you're more used to us untied. If the thing takes over you again, it's gonna break those bonds like they're nothing. Well... Maybe, maybe at least when we sleep. Well, you certainly can't take a watch by yourself. Yeah. But tie me, I don't know, tie me up against the tree or something. I don't trust it. I don't know if then we need you able-bodied if we do get into trouble. Then you can come cut the vines. Can we all hear this? I'm, I'm not being quiet about it. Flynn, what if Kellogg collapses again and then he can't help you? Well, can't you can't just, because what if I can't help you either? And then Shrya helps me. What if Shrya can't help you either? But what you if I hurt? tied up puts us all at risk. But what if I turn again Pancake and hurt you? Bumblebee. Uh, all right. What are pancakes, sir? I've heard of bumblebees. Don't worry about it, Shrya. Because if I say those two words, that means it's me. Oh. I would very much like to know what a... Are pancakes anything like those other foods you showed us in Adersfeld? Actually, maybe when we get to Marstock, we can get some pancakes. That does sound lovely. Doesn't it? (laughs) And I'll look over... Towards the Cyclops, is it? Can I see it from where we're at? Like it's kind of in the distance. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, probably about. Uh, it's it's actually pretty close to where um, you guys are. Shreya got it. Uh, pretty close. And remembering from my past adventures, I, I know that I need to like have proof of monsters slain. Um, so I will kind of. Who would be more willing to do this? Uh, a motion to Kellek. Uh, yeah. Can you help me out for a second with this thing? Uh, what do you want to do to it? Well, and I'll kind of like walk over that way uh, in kind of hushed tones. Like, So for the collective to prove that I've bested, you know, substantial beasts and monsters I need proof and I reach into the bag and pull the hook horror out proof and this definitely qualifies I look over at the the, the fishing rod setup. I don't know Flynn I mean does this thing count and I yeah I look at it. I mean, it's massive. 
and it knocked me down. No, I mean... This thing was... Living out here, in the wild, hunting for food. Hunting us. Right. I don't need, I, I don't know, but a finger? Toe? And I know you're the I'd one I'd like that... to lay it to rest, then. I'd like to send it to where it can be at peace. I gotta do the whole body if I do that. Okay. Can you bring What's its that? weapon? Or I don't know if I can carry clothing it. or something. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I can carry a weapon that big and clothing that big either. I don't think it'll fit in here. Hey. I can't just take like the pinky toe. I. uh... I mean, it's not an exact science. But, uh, I couldn't, uh, in good conscience, let you do that. Oh. All right. Well, I guess there was always the next one. Uh, we'll have this conversation en route to this, to this creature. Uh, can I investigate it for some kind of, like, I don't know, emblem or, uh, uh accoutrement that, uh, would suggest a cyclops? Yeah. Um, yeah, looking like- at it, uh, it doesn't really have any pockets that you could rifle through. Um, it's got its loincloth, but you do note um, up it's got just like this very sort of primal necklace, um, just some like twine with um, a couple of like uh, teeth hanging from it. It looks like possibly teeth from a saber-toothed tiger or um, uh, a another a sort of wolf-type um beast and it's like I'll, a I'll take massive necklace <laughs> yeah it's it's big okay. yeah i'll i'll cut it loose uh with my uh sickle Do like an underhanded cut and sort of like <laughs> pull the thing off i mean it's probably like the length of my arm or something right <laughs> yeah oh yeah and i'll sort of hold it up above my head i mean that's fun um in my instruction do i know if that suffices or do I need, like, an actual piece of the animal to prove that I didn't just steal its necklace? Um, yeah. Typically, you would need some piece yeah. of organic material from the creature that yeah, you Yeah, I had a feeling. No, I... I need a piece of it. But... It's okay. Well, I'll vouch for you. But, yeah, that's the best I can offer, then. Yeah, it's fine. Like I said, the next one. We got a long way to go. We're bound to run into something again. Without a doubt, then. We're on a path towards... Lots and lots of violence. Alright, well... And I'll set to work... Uh, burning this thing into the into the plane. I'll, um, it into embers. I'll begrudgingly walk back to camp. Okay. Um, Kellicut takes you... A little bit longer, obviously, the size of the body. Um, but eventually, you both make your way back to the camp. I will... Man, can I... Do I have room in my bag for the necklace? <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Probably not. Um, your bag would be filled to the brim. You wouldn't be able to I'll fit take anything else in there. I'll take one of the teeth. Okay. Yeah. While they're gone, I'm making um, like owls and bird shapes dance in the flames. And I'm going to be very entertained by that. <laughs> I'll come back and I'll sit down and watch the show. With the rest of the day coming to a close, the sun sets over the horizon and you guys all get ready for a night's sleep. Um, so, are you guys taking a watch? Oh, uh, before would, we sleep, yeah. I will insist on someone yeah. tying me to a tree. I will not tie you to a tree. Kelly. I'll do it. I'll do, do it. it. I, I still think this is foolish, but... Fine. Um, I... Can I take the last watch? I'm just really tired, and I just want to get a full night to rest before I have to watch. Of course. Uh, of course, Alma. Thank you. I, I'll do first. Uh... And uh, uh, DM, while I'm tying Flynn, I would like to, I'll tie the rope in the back and I want to make it really easy to pull out of. Okay. I can do that. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm going to have you make a sleight of hand check. Six. A six? Okay. All right. Um, so, Kaelic, you're taking the first watch. Is anyone else taking first? I'll stay with Kaelic. Okay, Kayla, can Sorry, w- do you mind taking second watch? Of course I'll take second watch. I I just needed to get a little bit of shut eye myself, but I I could take more as well. No, second, it's fine, I'll take last. As Ulma and Shreya lay their heads to rest, um Kalik and Flynn, you guys stay up and are taking the first watch. I'm gonna have both of you guys make a perception check. Okay. 15. Um, let's see. <laughs> One, three plus something. So like, I don't know, eight, I think. Okay. Um, you guys sit there. Flynn, you are totally distracted yeah. by the events of, of today. Um, you just can't get your mind to focus and you aren't able to, to really attend to anything at all. Um, Kalik, listening around... You hear something. You hear a slight rustling back where you guys just were, where you guys just defeated those goats and the Cyclops. Um, I'll, I'll look over to Flynn and just give him like a an up nod of like, and I'll gesture to, to where I heard the sound. And I will uh, step a little bit closer to try and inspect this. Okay. All right. Um, as you step through this tree line, you're you're sort of going back and forth. I'm gonna make you, have you make a okay. stealth check. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd also like to use. Uh, man, I'd also like to use eyes of the grave as I'm as I'm stepping forward here. Jedo Oculus, and uh, that was a seven on stealth. <laughs> <laughs> Seven and stuff. All right. Um, Andrew using Eyes of the Grave, yes? Yes, correct. Okay. Um, you detect two undead spirits ahead of you. Shit. And as you are approaching even closer, you begin to hear the clashing of metal 
Ching, 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 ching. I can't help myself. I'm going to keep going. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You walk up and you look through the tree line just out into this outcropping that you guys just were. You see the two uh, dead mountain goats on the opposite side. And right in the middle, locked in combat, you see two skeletons fully armored with swords in their hands fighting each other, going back and forth, parrying each other until they finally meet in the middle. They put their hands on each other's shoulders and drive their swords through each other's torsos and fall to their knees and go limp in the exact same position that you saw when you approached them initially. Fascinating. Uh, are they, do they remain once they go limp? Yes, they do. Do they seem undead still? There is, you definitely get an essence of undead off of them, yes. Um, I'm gonna just stand there for five minutes. Do they stay in their in their position? Yes, they do. I'm gonna I'm gonna approach where they're where they're locked in. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna get within ten feet. Alright, they are completely still. Can I tell now that they're uh, fully realized uh, what their like armor is and what their do I recognize any of it? You don't. You don't recognize any of the armor. Are there any signs of a red wolf <laughs> in any of their <laughs> embroidery? Um, no, no symbology at all. Um, it seems to be very generic armor. Um, and it looks very old, not just in the weathering that it's taken, but also in the craftsmanship, like techniques to create armor that haven't been around for hundreds of years. And their faces, are they, do they look like skulls or are they like humanoids? They are complete skeletons, yes. No flesh at all. A time before time. What world existed before ours? And I'll sort of be like looking into their eye sockets and um, do they do they they don't recognize me at all? They don't. They're not moving. No. Okay. Um, I am going. Can I? If I touch them, do they exist in a physical way? Um, you reach out to which one are you touching? Red. <laughs> Red. Okay. Um. <laughs> You reach out and you touch the one with the, the red scarf and immediately your finger makes contact and immediately on contact, the skeleton collapses under its own weight and is now just a pile of, of bones and um, armor. Mm. And the other... Oh, man. Does it look like undead anymore? Or does it look like just bones now? Um, how long does that spell last? It, uh, I don't know if it has a... One second. I always forget. Uh, I think it's just an action. Um, but I can recast it. Okay. Yeah, if you'd like to recast it. I will recast it. I'll be, I'll be using it... Uh, I've got three more uses of it. I'll just say I burn okay. all three uses to have it for the next, like, 30... I, I, what would it be? Six seconds. So, 
all throughout that, there is an essence of undead, even on the collapsed bones. Mm. Can I tell anything about the other one? About the non-red scarfed one? Um, looking at it, the armor is similar in its age um, and of the techniques used to make it, um, but it looks of a different design, where on the one with the red scarf, there's like one main chest plate and two main shoulder plates and like this um, this helmet that sort of comes down straight on the sides with a vertical face plate. Um, the other one has sort of a um, double chested armor um, where it sort of splits right down the middle. The shoulders are much smaller and the face covering or the the helmet um, has a much smaller um, little slit across the eyes for uh, vision. I would like to uh, attempt Toll the Dead does necrotic damage uh, which I assume would not be that effective against this but I'm going to use it to try and do the same to these, to try and lay these these bones to rest. Okay. Um, you cast Toll the Dead on um, both of these, and it takes hold, and you can feel the Toll the Dead taking grasp as it takes their life essence almost completely away until there's nothing but a speck of it left. But that speck remains, and it grows, and it grows back into the full form of undeath. Um... When my eyes of the grave goes away, are the bones back in their original position that we saw them in? Have they been reassembled? Once you touched the the skeleton and it collapsed, no, they have not yet reassembled. It's collapsed. Can I make anything out on the sword? The swords that these guys have used? Um, yeah, looking at the sword, you can see that there is an inscription on the handle. Hot dog! <laughs> Let's go. There it is. Uh, what is, there it is. Can I read the inscription? Does it, what language is it in? Or can I tell? Um, what languages do you know? We'll start with that. I know Celestial, Elvish, Orc, and Undercommon. You do not recognize this language. Does it look like the script from the Tomb of the Red Wolf? Um, In fact, it does. <laughs> oh, no. Not not the same, not the same phrasing, mm. not the same sort of symbology, but the lettering itself looks to be the same language. Which we ended up learning it was infernal or abyssal. It, we thought it was abyssal, and then it turned out to be infernal. I think, that, I think that's right. That is correct. <sighs> okay. Can I take the sword? Yes, you can. I do that. Okay. Um, is there anything... So there's an inscription on the one sword. Whose sword was it? Red. Red, okay. Is there, is there anything on the other guy's sword? Yes, there is. The Son same lettering. Same lettering. Same everything. And they were fighting each other. They were fighting each other. Locked in eternal conflict. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Uh, all right. I'm gonna leave the sword. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it back down. Okay. Even though I really want it, <laughs> uh, I will uh, make an inscription, or I will do a a engraving. Why do Why do I never know what this word is? I'm just gonna copy the script into my into my book into my med- okay. medical journal. Yeah, for sure. Um, is it is identical script on either sword? Yeah, identical. Yes. But the armor's different. Okay. Uh, 
I is there anything on the scarf of what of of any kind There's of not. language or anything? It's just a. It looks like just like a red scarf. Uh, perhaps I, like from from your experience, perhaps denoting some sort of rank. Okay. Um, but nothing like specific on it. <sighs> All right. Uh, keep at it, boys. Eventually you'll find a victor. Hmm? <laughs> I will turn <laughs> and make my way back to camp. <laughs> okay. Um, Flynn, still tied up on the tree. Um, you see Kalik approaching. Once again. How about how long he was gone? Probably 15 to 20 minutes. What, uh, what was out there? Those skeletons, they were the ones we found. They were, uh, there's something strange going on there. Uh, there were two spirits, uh, fighting that. The skeletons were the same. Um, they matched. <laughs> hmm. I think there's something, some kind of old, old uh, conflict that's still being played out. And I, I show him my notebook. You don't read Infernal, do you, Flynn? I'll take a look at it. I don't read Infernal normally. Is it infernal? I know Dorvish. Yeah, you can't read this. Okay. No, I... <laughs> I don't know what that says. Which I guess is kind of good, because if I could read it, that would worry me. Right. Normally, I can't read in whatever that language is. I think it looks like the script from the, the tomb of the Red Wolf. So oh. I think, you know... Uh, right. If that's... It could be related... Uh, it's hard to say. It's just conjecture. Should we move no, farther I, away? They, they were intent on killing each other. Uh huh. They didn't they seem didn't to come even, over. They didn't even look at me then. Oh. Okay. Well, I guess we'll just let Tryon know when he wakes up that if he hears something out there, that's what it is. Aye. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Sure. Um, how do my horns look? Like, in terms of your stability, or are we talking... Did they get longer, Kelly? Since the last time I saw you. Yeah. I'll turn my head so we can see. They look look the same. That's good. You think there'll be someone in Marstock? I feel the world is not the same as I ever thought it was. And that there's so much below the surface that I am just now becoming aware of. So, uh, I hope so then. But it's just a guess I half of the things that have come upon us at this point I would never have anticipated in my whole life 
Are you, uh, you doing okay? No. And I sit down next to his tree. You know I'm here if you need anything. You're tied to a tree, Flynn. <laughs> True. That wouldn't stop me, though. <sighs> These soldiers, are they what's to become of Calder, Nanda, Ganvaldir? Forever stabbing each other in the heart, refusing to die, refusing to go to rest. I don't know. I like to think not. I like to think that there will be peace one day. What would that even look like? Maybe one day we'll see it. And I sit unresponsive and like gaze out into the darkness. Yeah. I just kind of I don't know, I could probably put my head on his shoulder even while I'm tied to a tree standing. So <laughs> I'll kind of just rest there and just kind of like chill and potentially fall asleep. Okay. Um, and with that, Shreya, you wake to take your watch. <sighs> it's not so bad. It's kind of peaceful in here at night. Mm. As I do a quick walk around, uh, and then go outside and do a couple of perimeter walks around the immediate area. Okay. Uh, make a perception check for me. Twelve. A twelve. Um, off in the distance, you hear. <laughs> what on a, What the... And bleary-eyed, I start you know, traipsing my way over toward the whistling. So as you walk over, you hear some rustling within the ground, some some crunching of, of the leaves, um, and you hear something like skittering across the ground. And as you approach closer and closer towards this whistling, you look past a tree and you see a massive bug, a massive bug that has this blue shell over the top of it. And at the front, it comes to this very prominent horn, almost the size of maybe like uh, like the, the size of, of a pig. Um, and on top of it, on a saddle riding there, is a young, fresh-faced gnome with these massive mutton chops um, that come down to his cheeks and uh, this blonde hair that's been slicked back. On his back, he carries a massive pack and a little staff that's sort of hanging off, and he is riding along on this uh, this large rhino beetle, um, just kind of climbing uh, down the mountain. What? I'm gonna yell out, "You there! What? What brings you? What brings you here?" Oh, hello. Um, I, I didn't expect to see any other travelers out here. Um, uh, what's your name? My name is Shrya, and, well, I usually greet my fellows as earthwalkers if they plod the earth, but it 
Looks like that bug does that for you. Um, yes, uh, this, this is, uh, just the way that I get around. Um, can I help you with something? Well, uh, what have you seen along your travels? Just a bit of your own experience coming through here, uh, might be, might be helpful, yes, yes. Um, well, I'd say you're definitely the most interesting thing that I've seen so far. Um, I, I saw some, uh, Saw some deer up back there. Can I? I'm sorry. Can I help you, or can I move along? Well, if you don't mind uh, letting me in on where you're coming from and where you're going. Oh, I, I uh, don't actually know that myself. I'm a bit of an explorer, um, just sort of traveling these lands. Um, I, I just came over this mountain, um, hoping to get to Marstock. Marstock, eh? I'm. And I think to myself for a moment, if you don't mind uh, trimming your daily travels short a bit, these wilds can be quite dangerous. I'm traveling with a band of explorers myself, and uh, perhaps if we traveled together, we might ensure mutual safe passage. Are you in any kind of rush? Um... Just a little bit. Um, It's not a huge rush, though. Well, I and my compatriots are currently taking up residence in the former home of a very nasty cyclops, as I believe what it was called. Oh, I didn't know that there were cyclops in these mountains. Well, neither did we. Would you like to take a rest? Would you like to... We we have a nice little oasis of stone carved up in the hillside over there. I'm actually fine, but I assume my companion would um, like a bit of rest. And he sort of reaches down and he pats on the, the rhino beetle. And the rhino beetle kind of shudders a little bit. And he says, uh, yes, I, I think my companion here could use a, a little bit of rest. Fantastic. This is, this is all good news. I wasn't expecting to have anything eventful happen in my watch, and now I've made a friend. Usually Flynn gets to make all the friends, and I'm talking to myself. Uh, and as I'm talking to myself, uh, I turn around and motion with the staff for him to fall. <laughs> all right. Um, and him still staying on the back of this, uh, this rhino beetle um, sort of scampers along next to you. And uh, you make your way back into camp right as Olma is waking up for her third for the uh, third watch. Olma, this is a. Uh, I realize I. Did I get your name? I don't think so. I'm. Uh, my name is Ernest. Ernest Hollowpot. Ernest Hollowpot. <laughs> wow, what a name! And this right here is. Uh, this is Gary. Ah. Oh. <laughs> You named a bug? Yes. And Gary kind of shudders a little bit. Well, Gary, I wonder... Uh, I've never tried speaking to a bug of that size before, but... I am still very tired. Maybe I can meet... We can meet tomorrow. Oh, this is Olma, by the way. Hi. Uh, pleasure to meet you. 
And now as he sort of approaches and gets close to this this campfire, um, you can actually see this um, little uh, copper um, metal, it's not quite a ring, but it's like a band that goes down from the top of his head, sort of down to his temples, making like an upside down U shape over his head. Does I do I recognize that? You do not. Do I recognize that? No. Okay. <laughs> what did you say he was? He's uh, a gnome. Got it. Um, uh, Shreya, I guess you can go to sleep. Yes, don't. After you leave me with a stranger. Don't don't worry about this <laughs> fellow. And I, under my breath, I, I kind of whisper. Seems very nice and cordial to me. I. I'd like to think I have an instinct about these types of things. Well, you did meet Flynn. Yes, yes, I did. Uh, over, oh, uh, yes, and I motion over to Flynn. Well, we did have to tie him to a tree. Uh, there, there's a story there, but perhaps you can tell it. I'm getting quite sleepy again myself. Yeah, that's okay. I'll wake you up when it's time to go. Okay, uh, very good, very good. And then I'm going to wander um, back over to the hammock and uh, fall asleep almost instantly. And at this point, Ernest is sort of sitting down next to the fire, sort of tapping his leg. Hi. Hi. Um gonna be like another four hours before we go so um yeah and I uh, move my hand over the flame and make some more shapes in the flame to dance <laughs> oh that's nice Just bored. I don't. I think I'm just gonna go. Um, I, You're gonna. Where are you going? I'm going to Mostock. Oh, so are we. In the morning, as soon as dawn hits. Okay. Well, I'm in a bit of a rush, so. Yeah, I hope you, you don't find any more cyclops. Say They're it, really dangerous. I. Uh, I hope I don't come across any either. Um, you tell your friend over there that I said goodbye, and um, I'm going to be on my way. Why are you traveling in the middle of the night? Um, well, I mean, when there's things to explore and people to see, I'm, I'm excited to get where I'm going. Well, what's in Marstock that's so exciting for you? I don't know yet. That's part of the adventure. I think you don't understand what adventure is. Well, okay, this is this is sort of my adventure. And he pulls out from his pack um, a couple pieces of paper. And um, he rolls them all out. And you can see on there uh, a couple of different maps, um, different sizes, different scales of, of Elbor, some like town maps, some city maps, some um, of uh, the entire nation of Kaldur and some of the entire world itself. And you can see like little etched in um, markings on certain towns and uh, and uh, different explored areas. So you're making a map? I'm making as many maps as I can. Oh. Why? Well, 
I like to look for people who are sort of exceptional and um, have uh, certain talents. And it's sort of my, my goal to, to wander the world and, and find these particular people. Have you found anyone cool so far? I found quite a few people so far. Um, I've, I've gone to many different places, uh, both remote and in well-populated areas. And I found many remarkable people. But Do you like collect them or do you just mark them on a map? I just mark them on a map. And then do you tell anybody who you've met? Oh, yes. I, I tell these people. I have conversations with them and I try and get to know them as best as possible. But why? It uh, fascinates me. There are mysteries okay. about this world that are uh, uh, off limits to certain people. And um, I'm just trying to unlock those mysteries for the rest of us. Uh, who's the most exciting person you've ever met? Oh, um, who is the most exciting? I've met quite a few exciting people. Oh, there was um, this elven woman who I met um, up north some years ago and she was so in tune with nature itself that she could see all across the planet. She could communicate with trees on the other side of Elbor. Wow. That's pretty strong. I would say so. Oh! You know what? We're looking for somebody really powerful. Maybe you could help us. Uh, Who are you looking for? So we're looking for somebody who um, is very in tune with um, a deity, maybe, that can help to help our friend Flynn over there from and rescue him from his affliction. Are you talking about someone who could uh, remove those horns? Yeah, but the, he's kind of possessed. So, like, oh. we want to help him, but since you've met a lot of people, maybe you've met somebody I've who's... met plenty of people who could do that. Yeah? Yes. Do you want to tell us who or where we can find them? Oh, let me see. And he pulls up a couple of his maps. Um, let me see. Um, there are, well, I'll start by saying there are quite a few clerics in um, uh, Westreach that would be able to remove that curse. Um, but I'm not sure how many of them are there now. Um, I met a couple of them before the war even started, so I would assume most of them have been displaced and, and moved around, um, depending on where they were needed within their country. Um, but uh, um, let me see. Um, there were a few uh, up in Stillgate, but that was more of like a... a um, sort of medicine healing that wasn't necessarily uh, any deities that you were talking about um, and then over in Solaris I know there are, are quite a few that might be able to uh, do something like that um, and remove a thing of that sort um, but I let me see let me see Mostock is a little bit too small maybe okay. if, you, if you can really like look around there might be someone exceptional there um, but beyond that I, I can't imagine that there wouldn't be any in Oakenspire oh you think in Oakenspire and Westreach yes yeah we can't really go to Solaris anymore bad memories oh I'm sorry to hear that um oh it's okay thank you sometimes you make mistakes and you learn from them sometimes Um, anyway, um, 
Uh, are there any names we should reach out for, specifically? Oh, um, in, where, well, where do you want names for? Maybe in Oakenspire? In Oakenspire, there is a young and quite talented tiefling by the name of uh, Zeta Malakas. Zeta? Zeta, yes. She has uh, really blossomed into her spellcasting abilities and uh, would probably be able to to uh, help your friend, I would assume. Oh, that would be awesome. Maybe we can go and find Zeta Malakash? Malakas. Malakas. M-A-L-A-K-A-S. Zeta Malakas. Maybe we can find her in Oak Inspire then. Thank you. You you have been very, very helpful. Oh, you're um, welcome. Oh, oh, um, none of us are very impressive, so if you would like to be on your way, you can. Okay, but I appreciate the discussion. And I yeah, hope you find you exactly what you're helpful. looking for. Thanks. All right. Um, Gary, it's uh, it's time to go. And Gary sort of gets up and waddles over and... Um, um, be safe. There are um, lots of things that live in here. Um, and traveling alone might not be the safest thing, so try to be quiet as much oh, as you can. Oh, I will can. be. Thank you. Yeah. Well, now that I know that there are Cyclops up in this mountain, um, I will take further precautions. And he winks at you, Ulma, snaps his fingers, and both him and Gary turn completely invisible. <laughs> neat trick. What? <laughs> Super neat. Wow. That's cool. Well, um, bye. Are you still there? <laughs> Hello? Gary! I guess they're gone. But how creepy would that be if they weren't gone? I mean, they'd be like right here. Okay. And I sit down back at the fire. And as you sit down back at the fire, you look deeply into it as daylight breaks. And over the course of a couple minutes, everyone else wakes up. Where is... Where is... I was going to talk to Gary, and, and where's Ernest? Uh, what? Sorry, he didn't want to stay. I thought I'd made a friend for once. Um... He said that he considers you a very good friend, but that he was very busy, and he had to get to where he was going right away. Really? He's, yes, he left. He's, uh, I was a oh, well, uh, uh, can I can I tell if she's lying? Make an insight check. <laughs> <laughs> and Oma, I'm gonna have you make a deception check. Uh, that looked like a one for a second, but it's a seven. <laughs> Sixteen. She's still in the truth. Oh. Well, I, I'm glad that someone I met is considers me a. A true friend. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I lean forward from the tree. I fell asleep against. Like, Try if you want your friends to stick around. You gotta tie them up. <laughs> oh, speaking of tying oh, up, yes. um, Flynn, um, 
Yeah. Um, one thing that okay, so you guys didn't see them, but while you were sleeping, Shreya brought um, a bug and a gnome to the camp. What? Um, he was traveling in the same direction we were, and so he was gonna travel with us, but then he was so so busy, he needed to keep going, he couldn't stop. And um, it was kind of weird to wake up to a stranger, oh. so I didn't know what to talk to him about at first. So I think he got kind of bored with my presence. Um, Try so you brought a stranger like, to the camp. He seemed like a decent fellow. All right. So I just... I like to think I have an instinct for these types of things. But then he just laughed on. Yeah. Um, that's okay, though, because what's really important is that what he does is he creates maps of cool people and really talented. And he travels and he meets people who are really, really talented and he writes down who he's met and... What he said, and I made sure to let him know that we were all very unimpressive, so that he wouldn't tell anybody he met us. Um, but smart, he told me about a cleric in Oakspire and their name, and someone who could help Flynn. He said that she is very, very powerful, and that he thinks that she'll be able to help him. Well, that's good. Yeah, her name is Zeta. So we got to get to Oakspire. And where is that? And I'll like. Sort of far. Far way out. So right? we gotta go to the capital anyway. Oh yes, that's where they're keeping Xavier. So uh-huh. the quicker we get there, the better then. So yeah. let's make our stop at Marstock. Brief. Is Westreach on the way then? Westreach is on the other side of the I mean they said that there was somewhere really great and Solaris, but um can't <laughs> go back there, so I mean, there were lots of great people in Solaris. <laughs> Water, that's not gonna be a. Okay. Here's what it is, Alma. I know. Should we head out? Yep. Can someone help? Yes, let's let's see if we can watch the sunrise as we go. Okay, can someone untie me? Oh, yes, yes. Uh, of Did course. Did you sleep? I'm gonna walk over and Did untie. you sleep well, Flynn? Kind of. Not being able to move, being tied to the tree, it kind of. I don't know. Did you talk to your creature inside you? No. So it's almost like you didn't have to be tied up? No, I dreamed about pancakes covered with honey. See, well, don't dream of that. Maybe he can see it. I can't help what I dream about. Can you well, choose? Well, we're going to have to change the word now. No, it's fine. No, we're going to have to change the word because if this person, if this creature inside of you is starting to develop your subconscious, then... They'll know all the words. Well, they, they know they know that I like eating pancakes with honey. Do I'm gonna you? Pick my way. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, pick my way back to where the uh, this battlefield was. Okay. Yeah. Are they are the the skeletons basically where we where I left them? Um, no. They are once again kneeling, facing each other, swords driven through their chests. <laughs> Holy cow. Um. Chedo Akulos, uh, I'm going to uh, cast, use Eyes of the Grave. All right, same exact thing that you saw last night. They're both undead. We all okay. got a long rest, right? Yes, you have. Mm-hmm. Okay. Could I pack up my bags and head over to where Kellek was? Yeah, sure. I saw the direction he went. Is Has that all right? Has anyone untied you yet? I think Shreya said he did. Did Shreya untie me? Yes, oh. yes. I, Either way, I, I Flynn, made if you work. even flinched against that tree, the rope would have fallen. Really? Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, I'll head over in that direction because I remember Kelly talking about it earlier. I'll walk over to him. 
So these things are fighting? Aye, and they're still, uh... They're still intent on it. And that's... And I point to the swords, and then, like, inscription on it. And that's where you got the writing from that you showed me last night? It is. Huh. I'm going to uh, kneel next to to Soldier B, <laughs> to non-red soldier, and try to quote unquote make eye contact with uh, Red 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 Skellington. Uh, and I'm gonna wave my hand. Say, can you hear me? Do you know where you are? Do you know where I am? There is no response. I want to try something, Flynn. Uh, yeah, okay. I will do a sort of um, curling motion with my fingers through the air and 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 the tips of them glow uh, with a, a silvery bluish uh, hue as they tear just little red uh, ribbons into the air uh, of, of embers until a concentrated bit of... Uh, uh, a sort of muddy substances on my uh, fingers, and I'm going to uh, uh, rub that across the temple of the skull uh, and cast tongues. Explain it. The spell grants the creature I touch the ability to understand any spoken language it hears. Moreover, when the target speaks, any creature that knows at least one language and can hear the target understands what it says. Hmm. Okay. How about now that? Can you hear me? Yes. I, I look over to Flynn like I just won the lottery. <laughs> Do I hear that? Yeah. Yeah, you, I, hear I think so. Just like moan out like that. Ah! I pull my sword out. It's all right. It's all right. Stay your hand, Flynn. What next? I didn't get, think I'd get this far. <laughs> What's your name? Demirian. Demirian. What? What war are you fighting, Demirian? Just fight. Only fight. Why? Because of your sword. I have no choice. How can I release you? End the fight. I'll look. Where are the swords placed in there? Uh, in their crisscross here. Um, They're both in the abdomen of the other, yes, right? Yes, almost exactly in the same spot. Sort of shoved right through the torso. And he can understand them, or can I understand these whispers? Uh, any spoken language it hears, it can understand. And when it speaks, any creature that knows at least one language... Oh, okay. ...can hear what it says. Okay. 
How do we end the fight, Kellick? Looks over to me, Flynn. What? I don't know, maybe these swords are cursed? Maybe. When does the fight end? Fight will never end. This is our curse. What if we... I'll say this to them. What if we destroy the swords? Possibly. Alec, can you do that? Uh... I don't know how to destroy a sword, Flynn. What if we just remove them? Take them away. Bury them somewhere. They'd find them, Flynn. Yeah? I think so. Can I wander my way over to you guys? Where are the swords right now? In their hands in the torso of the other skeleton. And... I have heard them wanting to destroy them. Yes. Um, I'm going to try to walk close and just cast a firebolt at one of them. Okay. Um, the firebolt hits, and it seems to heat the sword a little bit, but doesn't destroy it. Do I get the impression that if I kept it on there for a long time, it would do something? Um, you're not sure. It wasn't intense enough of an effect to be able to glean that. Whoa! Oh, hi, Uma. (laughs) You want to destroy them, right? Uh, yeah, we think maybe that's how we can set these two free. Okay, well, I can try one more thing. Do you want to back up? Uh, Sure. All right. You're going to be okay? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a step back, and I'm gonna bring my four fingers, my my four fingers together, and my thumbs together in the shape of a triangle in front of us, in front of me, and um, cast burning hands. Okay. And that should touch both of them because it's a 15 foot cone. Okay. Both the swords. Right. Um, you cast burning hands, and these swords begin to glow um, from the heat. And you can see that they begin to sort of melt and warp. And then as soon as you let the burning hands go, they sort of snap back into place. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> Doesn't seem like these want to be destroyed. Um, should I do care? That's a mass spell. Yeah. Yeah, let's do well. Ten. Okay. That was above a five, right? That was above six. Six. Okay. It almost no, worked. No, I mean, they just came back together. Uh, they yeah. have uh, an elasticity. Are the bodies okay? Yeah, the bodies are unaffected. Okay. Uh, I will um, place my hands on both swords uh, if I can. I can reach them. Uh, on the hilt of the where the engraving is, um, and I will close my eyes, and and uh, from my eyes, silver tears come uh, of that are, that float into the air of these things, and they burn into embers around 
and I uh, until the, the they until they come out at such a rate, such a, an immense rate that um, they trail down my arms and and into my fingers, and I will cast uh, remove curse on these two swords. I'll use two spell slots. Okay. Uh, and yeah. Does that do anything? Right. As you do that... Um, or actually, <laughs> sorry, I can only use one spell slot. Oh. I only have one left, so okay. I'll just use the one. Um, does that just affect one thing, or does that affect two? What me, it probably only affects one thing. You only have one? Did you, did you long rest? I use tongues, which is also a third-level spell. Oh, remove curses third-level? Okay. Yeah, Jeez. dude. <laughs> so, you cast that spell, and you can see on one of them, the hilt, where that, that writing was inscribed you can see it start to flake and peel away and turn into these ashes as they peel and fly away off into the wind. And after a couple seconds, you look over to the other one and you can see it also in reaction in reaction yeah. to the first one, peels away and floats off into the wind. Nice. Uh, I'll use eyes of the grave. Is he still undead? No one dead. How do you feel? I'll say that to the... <laughs> to, the to the... Yeah. Met with silence. I think yes! he did. <laughs> I get off the turn away. Yes! Um, oh. why, why did you need to do that, Kellek? I have to, um... I have to... I can't allow these things to... To stay... What are they? All I know is... Things like this. Fights that go on forever. They have to stop. If we have the power to stop them, then we have no choice but to do everything we can. That's why I'm here. That's what I do. Okay. I'll help you. Thanks. Good job, Kelly. Uh, I'm like, you did. I'm like sweating. <laughs> Thanks. Wait, can I? Can I uh, take one of the swords? Sure. Yeah. Look at it. Just to pick it up, and I'll just really ins- look at it. See how nice it is. See if it's. What kind of swords are these? Like short swords, long swords? Like, um, these short are swords. short swords, but they seem to be very well crafted. And for the um, decrepit nature of the bodies and the armor and everything else here, these swords look pristine. Like they haven't been touched in in decades, mm-hmm. and um, they look really nice. Do you think these are safe? Now they're not cursed. So do you. Mind if I take them, put them in the bag? Uh, no, I suppose I don't. I don't care. Okay. Who knows how Pop. old they are? Then. I mean, that's why I'm so intrigued. They're not rusted. They're not damaged at all. They're nice. I have to wonder what this was all about. Well, 
We have the inscription. Right. We can find out when we get to town. I bet there's someone in Oakenspire who speaks Abyssal. Infernal. <laughs> yeah, that? Probably. Thanks for indulging me. <laughs> yeah, but we should get going now because yeah, we were supposed yeah. to leave at first light and now I know, it's not I know, first light. I couldn't just let this go on. Right. I needed this. All right, let's get going. I'll put the two swords in the bag of holding and um, can I look at the bodies really quick? Is there any other things worth taking that I can notice? Like, uh, what's the armor? an investigation check for me. Sure. See, maybe the armor is like really nice, really fancy or something. Okay. Um, do I still have advantage? I don't know. If that, that's probably worn off by now, right? It's I'm gonna say it's worn off. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, okay. So investigation. Twelve. Uh, twelve. Just the armor, the swords, nothing else. Okay. All right. Um, do we want to bury these two with the halfling, or that? Sorry, the half elf. Yes, that's that would be the ultimate closure. I will uh, burn them, send them to the plains. Okay. Best of luck to you. All right, and with that, you guys all pack up your things and continue on heading down the mountain. Um, it is uh, going to take you the better part of a day to travel to the town of uh, Marstock. It's sort of nestled in between. Um, it's got uh, a river just to the north. It's got the gray forest just to the east. And then it's got um, a continuation of the Elder Peaks, a mountain range that extends down just off to the west of it. Um, so you guys continue on heading down the mountain. And after a couple hours couple more hours. It's about late afternoon before you guys actually make your way around the edge of this river and see Marstock on the horizon. Um, is there anything that you guys want to do before you actually walk into town? Yeah, um, I'm going to wrap the cloth around my head, hide the horns. All right. Um, so with that, you guys approach the, the town of Marstock with uh, the just the beginnings of this river off to your right and the gray forest just off to your left. And uh, you guys approach, and this is um, definitely like a small town here nestled at the base of this this mountain. Um, it uh, looks quaint, lots of little farms scattered around the edge, but uh, you do see a city center or a town center sort of in the middle where, where you've got all of your, your shops and inns and things of that sort. Um, a pretty big contrast to that of um, Solaris and Addersfeld, where they had these massive walls protecting them. Um, Marstock hasn't seen so much of the war, so they don't have these walls constructed, but are rather protected by these natural barriers, the forest and the mountain. Um, so as you guys approach, you guys walk into town on this main road, and you can see that people are... Um, uh, trading with each other. There's commerce going on. Um, you can see friendly faces um, and smiles being thrown back and forth. And in the center of town, on top of a, a little wooden crate, um, you see the a uh, little uh, dwarven boy who is shouting to the rest of the town. And he says, General Malbrock overtakes North Shield. Kaldur one step closer to Stillgate. And then he sort of 
looks around and, and sees that people are sort of responding to this. And you see um, one uh, dwarven man goes over to um, another dwarven man and like shakes his hand at this news and sort of they give each other a, a little bit of a, uh, a uh, handshake and, and like a, a satisfied glance. And then after a couple more moments, the child once again cries out and he says, Creatures of the Underdark, seen near Endoria, what this could mean for your daily lives. And then he waits another couple moments and you can see a little bit of fear in the crowd around him. And then as the crowd sort of moves along, he goes back to General Malbrock overtakes North Shield and just repeats those two announcements over and over. Uh, the crowd, is it? You said two dwarfs, a dwarf. Is it mostly dwarves? It is here? mostly dwarves, but you do see uh, a smattering of um, other races around. You see a couple of humans, you see some tieflings, mm-hmm. um, gnomes, uh, halflings, um, and uh, th- things of that sort. And remind me, this area of Elbor, that's mainly dwarves? It's just, is that right? Or am I misremembering? Yeah, so um, Kaldor is a nation of mostly dwarves. Um, it it mm-hmm. was uh, in ages past, it was a pretty much exclusively dwarven um, place, but now that the world is sort of at the point where people are coming together, you do see a lot of other people, but heavy dwarven influence here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, with that, I'll just shoot a glance to Shreya just to see how he's taking this. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. Seeing them respond like that, it almost it almost makes me want to pick sides in this disastrous conflict. Yeah. I think that's the danger of it. Kind of makes you choose. Makes you want to choose. Yes. I, I'm quite certain that nature will outlast both dyna I heard someone use this phrase once dynasty dynasties of peoples I'm you're still great. learning things you doing okay though here I I know we haven't really talked about this but I know you're not too fond of dwarves it's not that I'm not fond of them it's just that wherever they expand into it seems they just come and make a big mess of things if they behaved differently, maybe I wouldn't be so well at odds with them. Hopefully we can change your mind on that soon. Let's find somewhere to help you. Perhaps get rid of those blasted <laughs> things. I've grown quite tired of those things on your head. I'm sure you have to. <laughs> Keep it down, all right? I got them hidden. I don't want anyone knowing oh, that right, they're in here. Right, but yes, right. I, don't, I don't know if this is the place to do it. We can look around, but I don't know. Maybe we first start with just try finding a place to bed up for the... I don't know if we're staying here. Kelly, what are we doing again? Uh, I mean, we're making it up as we go, Flynn. Uh, <laughs> how how long a trip is it from here to Orchidspire? Oh, uh, here, I'll pull the map out. While he's doing that, DM, can I look for a stable of some sort? Yeah, for sure. Uh, make a perception check for me. I know I'm on I'm on Kelly's horse with him, so... Yeah, yeah we're two and two with mm-hmm. one extra horse, right? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, eight. Eight. Um, you do actually uh, find just like a standard stable right next to uh, what looks like an inn. And I elbow Kellick. Um, there's a stable and an inn over there. Maybe we can get the horses some rest. Yes. 
Yeah, that makes sense. We may wish to sell one of them and just have it stay here. Maybe it's a good idea. I mean, we've got a child and a halfling. We don't have uh, too heavy a load. <laughs> but I pat the horse on its neck. As long as you're all right with that. Then <laughs> you don't want to be on your own horse? Um, I mean, if it saves us money. And also, it'll be easier to take care of two horses than three. Okay. Well, also, maybe- though, it is sometimes novel to ride a horse. I... I, uh, I do prefer flying myself. Yeah, that too. Most of the time, this guy's up in the air, so. <laughs> or he's a wolf. Yeah. That was really fun. That still blows my mind. <laughs> I need to try that again at some point. Not right now, it though. It was a lot of yeah, fun. Yeah, just be, just be calm. Huh. Keep calm. Oh, yes, we are within, within the town's limits. Oh, limits here. Uh, yes. Um, all right, well, yeah, let's. Go to his tables, see if we can get get one sold. We will pull the pull the horses into the stable. Tie them up. Yeah. Get them some feed and I guess Yeah. See what it's gonna cost to lodge them for the for the night. Um as you guys are uh bringing them over, um you see a uh human man uh walk out and he's uh he walks out, and um, you can see he's got a lot of bandages uh, wrapped around his right shoulder, and you can see that there's no arm under those bandages. Um, he seems to have lost an arm somehow. Um, but he, he mm. walks out, he's got a bucket in one hand, and uh, he looks over at you guys and, hey, what can I help you with? Uh, we... Uh... We're hoping to get just just a lay of the land, but also uh, our horses could probably be seen to. Don't know if you do any kind of services. Yeah, we on take that care front. of all of the horses here. How many? Uh, we have uh, three. Three amongst us. Yeah. All right, that's going to be five gold pieces for a single night. Um. Also, we have three horses, but we're thinking that one could use a long-term home, so we're interested in selling the horse. Do you know where we would do that? I'll give you that? 60 gold for it. Sold. <laughs> okay, give me one moment. <laughs> oh, oh, 60 gold and night's lodging for our horses? Deal. <laughs> and he walks back in. Um, he walks back into his little uh, stable house. Um, you can hear some rustling. I, I look at, at Olmo just kind of like... Yeah, I do one of those things, those little sly, like you hold your hand out just for like a little high five, like behind me. It's like, <laughs> do one of those. I have a, I have a five. Yeah, okay. I suppose it is hard to argue with the size, stature, and attitude of a younger one. And he walks back out. He's uh, counting some gold pieces in his hand. Um, looks like he got too many, so he grabs three or four of them, puts them back in his pocket, and hands them to Oma. I'll take them. Does it feel like there's there something there? Cool. Well, what time do we need to pick them up tomorrow? Hey, you can pick them up whenever you want. Um, as long okay. as you uh, come back and, and get them. If they're here for longer, either you come back and pay more or I keep them. Fair okay. enough. Um, excuse me, sir. Do you know of any temples or of the like here in this town? Um, yeah, well, we've got a... Uh, I mean, it's not much, but it's on the other end of town. Okay. 
what kind of uh, temple to, to whom? Or is it just one place for for all of the... Uh, yeah, we uh, we don't really have the, the coin at the moment to have specific temples for each god. Like, I know some of you big city people probably course, do. But um, it's just sort of one for everybody. A, pl- a place of practice, right? Or for the, the whole lot. Great. Uh, thank you, then. That actually suits our purposes uh, well, uh, this one right yeah, here. Like, I, I, to try and kick him in I motion to Flynn. I kick him in the, as, in the leg. As, <laughs> he's he's a on a religious pilgrimage, actually. And I, I feel his kick. <laughs> and I feel, and I and I say, he's actually a very uh, uh, religious man and uh, looking to have found a small town to to practice. So we're, we're looking for that reason. And that reason only. Good, I guess. Um, as, as the three boys start to leave the stables and I trap behind them, I'm going to turn around. Um, I'm Alma. Hey, how's it going? What happened to your arm? Um, you got your gold. Uh, have a good day. And he begins to walk away. I'm sorry. And I'll start to walk. Um, as we walked out and she stayed behind, I'll say to Kellick and Trya, should we like, should we like name our horses? Why not? Sure. Trya, what should we name our horse? How about we name him Still Fast? As in what he goes from when he's stationary to when he's moving. <laughs> I love it. Still fast. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll turn back around uh, to ask Oma. I don't know if she has arrived at this point. Now we're waiting yeah, outside. Yeah, I would have. I ran after you guys. Yeah. yeah what are you gonna name your horse? Um. So you can think about it. Yeah, I want to think about it. Ours is named Still Fast. Why? Because he's still and then fast, right? Trya, is that what it, is that what it was? Yes, I, when it comes to naming things, why not just go with the obvious? Pretty good. Straightforward. I like it. Why did they name you Shreya, Shreya? I don't know. I think it, it might be something uh, related to how I speak or how I move. Or we have naming traditions in my home tribe, but... You're not allowed to know the origins of your name until you find it out for yourself. Well, let's go find a tavern. How about <laughs> Penelope? Uh, sure. And then like we can Penelope. call it Penny for short. Or Lopey. Lopey. I rather I like, like Lopey. Lopey's Penelope. quite... Penelope. It's a bit derogatory. It feels... I don't know... What? Not loopy, lopy. Lopy like a wolf. Huh? Nothing. So Penelope it is. Penelope. Penny for short. Penelope. And still fast. Still, still fast. Or stilly for short. Stilly, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that works, right? To nickname. You just put an E on the end. Uh-huh. That's Basically, right. yes. Yes, yes. Try ye. Let's uh, maybe not. Anyway, go with that. <laughs> I'm hungry. I would also. Uh, I'd, I'd be interested if there's any sort of uh, shop I could go to here. If we keep, keep an eye out for that. Yeah, I'm down. 
Well, do you want to go to a tavern first and then get set up in a room and then go shopping? Well, uh, DM, was that where we left the horses? Was that effectively a tavern or is it a separate establishment? Um, it was, it, from what you could tell, it was the same place. Like this little tavern inn had a place for travelers to put their horses. Oh. And this is a small town, right? So it's, you, am I able to glean? This would probably be the beat. This is, this is the only one that you've seen so far. Yeah. You want to look around a bit, Flynn? Or? Yeah. We can go shopping. Uh, we can check out the right. temple for my religious practices. And, uh... Let's start there, yes? Maybe we can find Ernest. Yeah, actually. I want to meet this person. Yes, Ernest did say he was on his way here. I would temple? Very much. I, I think temple. Okay. Yeah. On the off chance someone there can help All you. Right. To the temple. Okay. Um... So you guys uh, walk over to the temple. Um, pretty easy to spot. It's like a giant wooden building, um, all painted white. Um, and it's the tallest building in town, so you guys find it very easily. Um, and uh, you guys walk up, and the front doors are wide open. And you see that it's pretty empty. There's there's a couple of um, like pews in there where people are sitting and, and sort of praying independently of, of each other. And at the very front, you see a dwarven man sitting there in these long flowing robes and standing right next to him, speaking with him, taking notes, is a young, fresh-faced gnome with a copper uh, band that stretches from the top of their head down to their temples. Ernest! It's Ernest! There he is! And uh, he goes back to the dwarven man and... uh, just finishes jotting down some notes, shakes his hand real quick, and sort of gives him gives him a quick nod. And then Ernest runs over towards the entrance of the temple where you guys are. Oh, hello! Hi, Ernest. Hi. You made it. Yeah. Well, I thought I'd uh, get an early start to my day, um, a little bit earlier than than you folks might have been able to. Makes sense. Um, you already talked to the no, no. I'm almost done. Just give me one moment. I'm almost done. I know. I know. I'm sorry. What was that? Who are you talking to? Oh, that was nobody. What were you saying? Well, you were just talking to somebody. Is it somebody invisible like you were? Well, not really invisible, but um, my assistant just every time... Look, my I'm sorry, my time is almost up, but um, it was so pleasant to see you all again, and um, I hope to, to see you all again in the future. And as he finishes his sentence, the band over the top of his head glows for just a brief moment you hear a little bell chime as his flesh and form in front of you completely melts down to the ground as if it was clay melting down to the ground leaving nothing but a pile of this this brown liquid and a copper band and that is where we're going to end what? this session what what we're going to call it right Whoa. there Oh my gosh. Wow. What? With a weird goopy gnome. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. There's a lot of goop in I have here. so many there questions. Is. There is. I have so many questions. <laughs> and you will not get the answers to any of them until next week. <laughs> um, oh, but that's what we're going to call it. Thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you all again next week. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Bye, nerds. Hey, Rebecca here. Thanks so much for listening. We appreciate the fact that you stuck with us for 34 episodes. 
Yeah. Um, if you aren't already, go ahead and subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, Russell has been doing a great job of pulling spotlights for all of our episodes, and they are being posted every single day on YouTube until we're caught up. So check it out. It's a pretty fun time, and we're really happy that you're joining us on this adventure. Until next time, bye, nerds. Bye.